0: This is Phil's Photography Podcast, episode 15, I'm back. So it may be obvious that I've got a cold and that only tells part of the story. Um, It's been a long time, I think my last podcast was towards the end of July and in that time so much has happened. But I'm going to kind of start with uh, something that's connected to my cold and that's uh, a really troubling health problem that I've had. Um, This week, so I'm recording this on Tuesday the 4th of September 2018, and this week we should have been on holiday in uh, Switzerland for a week, Um, something that we planned back in July, shortly after the last podcast actually, and uh, sadly we've had to cancel it. Um, and it's something I don't recall ever having to do in the past and something that has meant we've had to get an insurance claim completed and that's being processed at the moment. And obviously you don't do these things lightly, so background uh, to that, um, and then I'll come on to the more sort of photography-related stuff. Um, so the background is that uh, in early August I'd had a bit of a back strain, not completely sure what caused it, and it, it sort of went off during the course of the week. It didn't really stop me doing anything. Um And on the weekend of the, I think it was about the 11th, 12th of August, um, I'd had a bit of a neck problem. I think it was just due to the way I'd been sleeping uh, on the pillow, being too high or something. I like to have a flat pillow. And uh this neck problem I have had in the past. It kind of affected... Um, sort of one side, mainly from the neck down, down the back. And despite that, because I've really not got any great value out of my golf club membership this year, and um, my mate and I said, Well, no, we'll, we'll play, and I, I kind of agreed. And I will say that was probably the worst decision I could have taken. I should have rested it. So what happened is that um, the neck didn't really trouble me too much on the golf. I think I won a match that we had. Um, but as as we went on, about a third of the way through the round, I noticed the neck wasn't really a problem, but I started to get a bit of a problem in the lower back, and that continued. And to be honest, I was completely and utterly knackered uh, at that time, really, really tired, body tired. Um, I'd had a busy week <coughs> that week doing headshot shoot, which I'll come on to, and it um, I think it just got to me. So during that week, it, it was really difficult to do things like... Um, You know, do up your shoelaces, that stretch you needed, or you need to be able to tie up a shoelace quite hard. But I kind of forced myself and I got there. It certainly didn't really stop my mobility. It hurt a bit when I walked, but it didn't actually stop me walking. And um, I went to work a couple of days that week. And on the Thursday um, in mid August, I apologise, I haven't got the exact dates, but it's middle of August. I had a half day and it was, the plan was then we would travel down to hotel in Guildford for my son's wedding, which was going to be on the Friday or was on the Friday. And, um, I think that something happened with regard to lifting suitcases, um, either downstairs into or out of the car or any combination. Um, we didn't have that much gear to be honest. I traveled light in terms of camera stuff. Um, and obviously, we had suits and things like that, but it wasn't it wasn't major heavy. We've certainly travelled a, a lot heavier in the past, and it was strange how it manifested itself because I'd still had these ongoing aches. Um, and Hannah said, you know, she wanted to pop down the shops just to get some stuff. Uh, she has diabetes, so she needs to make sure she's got snacks. And we set out from the hotel, and I was in agony, and I thought well, I'm sure i would be able to walk this off. Um, You know, I might be able to... I might need to find a way of walking maybe to one side rather than the other. And we did it, but I was in absolute agony, sort of bent over, sort of doubled up all the way down there. And coming back, I must have gone a funny colour. Um, And remember, this is purely just walking up and down the high street. It wasn't a massive, long walk. Um, But coming back, I must have gone this funny colour because... um, Sue asked if I was okay, and I had to just stop I had to sort of sit down on one of the kind of window sills from a shop window and actually a passing um pedestrian person shopper uh said, "Is he okay kind of thing which was a bit worrying um so obviously i i didn't i kind of looked good and uh and no I wasn't so i I kind of gathered myself and then went back to the hotel and um I was just in so much pain and it was the lower part of my back but on the left hand side, the lumbar um, paraspinal region as I later found out and I'd never had pain like it, never had anything like it. Um, I really wanted to continue to support Matt, so my son, so we went to the, I didn't drive, uh, went to the rehearsal on the Thursday evening. Um, I had a reading to do at the wedding and I we just read a bit of that. Me and another lady who had a reading as well. We just read a bit of our um, text, and as it were. Um, uh, but I was already panicking about how that would be the following day. You know, church full of people. Would I be able to hobble up? Would I be able to stand? And and walking was bad. Standing was worse. I think. Um, got through it. Uh, managed to get some food um, in the hotel in the evening and had a hot bath to see if that would help and actually in the bath it, it was it was much much easier but of course you know you can't spend all your life in the bath and when I got out of the bath went to bed I then realized that there was no position that I could get in that would offer me any relief from the pain so I was taking cocodermols that thankfully I brought with me um, but I just could not find a comfortable position so I pretty much didn't sleep that night um it didn't help that the bed wasn't great it was one of those mattresses that kind of went into the middle um and I I think I got some sleep in the out in in the morning by sitting in a, in a chair so sitting position wasn't as bad as, as laying down but never had pain like it um managed to get through um I took a few photos of Matt getting ready but again I was sitting down as much as I possibly could even just for that um but that was something I promised to do um dosed up with painkillers and then um with the wedding we, we were kind of so there was the the trip to the church which um I can't even remember how we did that I think we got an uber um so we got to the church and uh I'm yes we did get an uber because I asked him to drop us off at the top of the hill in the old people's home where there was a connecting gateway through to the church to avoid me climbing a hill so yeah that was good and um we also then got, I think we got a lift, my brother had parked there to take my wife so we got a lift from there to the reception area. And um, beautiful venue, Lonesley Park in Guildford, um, but it was quite spread out, so lots of walking, lots of agony. Uh, so we was walking to a walled garden area for the drinks, and I was sort of resting up, um, trying to keep a reasonable pelvis position, but it was just horrible. Um, and I sat down for the whole time there, I felt, I don't know, like a very, very old man. Um and then we had to walk back past the house to the tithe barn where we had the meal. Um and again I just spent as much of the time sitting as possible. I did get some shots in the evening. Um and as I found out, and I'll come on to that, um, you do have to keep moving these muscles. It's not about just sitting there, because that's that's probably the worst thing you can do. So I shouldn't have played golf that week uh because of what happened. Um Looking back, I think it was possibly something that may have been looming. I'd done a lot and perhaps not rested. And I don't have a regular exercise regime. I probably should. I will. I will going forward. Um, the modern way for these things, so it's not like the old days of sitting on a board or sleeping on a board and keeping it all flat. Um, the modern way is to actually use the muscles as much as possible. So I went through the work, private health care, and got some physio information through. They've, they've been very good over the phone and sent stuff through, and video clips and instructions and things, and that's that's kind of helping a bit. But I've been on really strong painkillers. I've been on anti-inflammatories, um, sort of zoned out quite a bit of the time. Um, and I, I don't know if it's partly due to that or the posture. I developed a knee problem. Um, knee feels a bit kind of tingly, the knee cap area. Um, I think it is all connected um it was on that side and uh, it's, it, it's quite painful and and then I got a cold off my daughter so I've been a complete wreck so I was signed off work for that two weeks um, now technically on holiday although of course not on holiday because the doctor had to sign me off as unfit to travel and that along with all the various other paperwork has gone to the um, yeah, AXA insurance company and hopefully they'll be able to settle our claim um it was uh, something that I'm still, or it is, something I'm still in the middle of, so still got the pain, but it's more manageable now. Um, I bought one of those knee pillow things from um, Amazon, noffa I think the name is. Uh, really good, really good company, um, great products, and that's really helped me to keep a, right, a good angle to my spine uh, whilst I sleep, and, um, yeah, that's helped a bit, although I do still have to have some of the painkillers. And then I'm just doing my exercises um, during the day just to to keep those muscles moving. And and some of them are actually, she said, it will hurt because you're actually pulling on the muscles that you've got a problem with. But they have to be moved so they can improve and and get better. Um, So I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And it's, you know, it is tough. Um, But at least I've got a little bit more mobility now. But the pain is definitely still there. Um, I am an impatient patient. Um, I like thing. I'm normally a quick healer as well. I like things to to try and well, normally things would heal uh, heal up quite quickly. Um, but she said you are measuring this in weeks, not days. Uh, two to six weeks could be longer, and we're now in week three. So, uh, I I said to Sue about a week ago. I said I wish this thing would throw me a bone. Um, you know, give me some sign that it's getting better. But I think uh, perhaps the combination of time. Pain relief, anti inflamms and an exercise is, is probably helping me. Um, and, and as I say, it's probably a good thing in a way that you can do some movement, um, but you know that it's not just sitting in one position or whatever, because so, I'm quite active anyway. Um, but I do find if I sit down for a long time and then get up, it's, it's quite painful initially. Um, but I've just got to work at it and I've just got to do what the professionals tell me to do. And hopefully it will. Uh, I'll be back and up and active as I would like to be active. Um, maybe in a in a couple of weeks' time. So when I am due to go back to work. So, so that was just horrible. Um, I might make references to it as I go through the rest of the podcast. Um, so, linking back to the sort of things that have happened since the last podcast. So. I did the work headshot shoot, Um, so that was 40 people over two days, and we raised over a £1,000 for charity, which was brilliant. Um, It was such a superb experience. Um, We scheduled just about the right amount of time, because some people were, you know, 15, 20 shots, some nearer 40. Um, But I learned, as you do learn with these things, that, you know, the technicals are one part of it, but actually, it's the interaction with the person to make them feel comfortable. Because people do go into those saying, oh, I never get a good picture of me. Or I had some done before, but I don't use them because I don't like them. And you just have to build a rapport and get some banter going and and use your personality. And I found it was really, really helpful. Um, I absolutely love the experience. It wasn't without challenges. So, I mean, that gear weighed a ton, taking it, although it was on wheel cases and things. And I use public transport as much as possible, but... For the next one that I'm, I've got in the diary, which hopefully I'll be fit enough for, um, I'll probably get Sue to come along and, and help me do the, the lifting on the day one and the end of day two. But um, I certainly had enough gear and batteries. Um, there were some tethering issues, and that, I must admit that did frustrate me. So I was using a cable that I'd used reasonably successfully before at home to connect to um, Sue's MacBook Air and Lightroom but it it just kept losing the connection and stuff um I I posted about that on Talk Photography Forum and and they've suggested another piece of software which I think you can get a month's free trial and then um go again with and and the reason which I kind of think Lightroom tethering is a bit odd so for people who don't know it's Adobe Lightroom uh, package that I use to manage my photo library and do some editing and it links to Photoshop as well but it has this old thing, which is I'm not sure if it's a Nikon thing or a Lightroom. Or it's probably Nikon. Nikon. Um, that when you tether your camera, the images get saved to the the target area that you're saving the images to. So that's either the laptop hard drive or an external hard drive connected to it. And I did set up a copy program um, to copy from Sue's hard drive to the uh, external. But it's a very small hard drive MacBook, and it actually filled up the hard drive so that that was one aspect but it wasn't the main aspect the main aspect was it losing connectivity so this other piece of software which um and i'm gonna i'm not even going to guess the name but uh it, i'll i'll try it out <laughs> at some point and then let you know apparently it's much more configurable so you can actually save to the cards on the camera as well as the computer which lightroom doesn't let you do with nikon um and you can do all sorts of other things uh, camera controls and, th- and I, I think it, it tends to work quite well from what i hear so um but that's (laughs) like a lot of these things end up buying more equipment um so i'm i haven't bought the tethering lead yet i'm going to get a tether tools lead so tether tools being the company i'm going to get one of their orange um tether pro leads 15 foot lead Um, i bought a tether block tether block um arca which will connect to my um tripod because that clamps the Cable in place and get the right angle cable and the tether block and the re- only reason I bought it when I bought it was it was 10 quid off and it's quite an expensive piece of metal about 80 or quid which is crazy but it's going to last forever so um I've got that uh, already I've just got to buy the cable and then I'll have my tethering solution in place I'll come on to that in a minute um but I think um even now when I'm looking back so one month on almost um I'm still really delighted with the output that I got from that session and I've had some really good feedback people have enjoyed it um people are pleased with the results and you know what's really nice is when I go onto the profiles on the on the work sites uh, so they're individual people profiles and I see my images as part of that um and my boss who was really good to uh you know allow me to to spend my time doing that um, was really complimentary of, of a couple that I showed her so that was that was nice um So so on the back of that, so that was fairly fresh in my mind, the fact that I needed to do some uh, changes for next time. Um, Some of that was around gear. So I was taking a lot of batteries and having to recharge them through because my whole setup was battery hungry. Um, And then being signed off means you start looking at things that you might want to buy. So I've been quite busy on that front. Um, And in in no particular order... Um, I bought a MacBook Pro. So I had been planning to buy a MacBook in the autumn. Um, Sue has an increase in use for her MacBook. And for me to just say, oh, I'll need this for two days um, is not really uh, helpful. Um, so I thought, well, actually, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. So I just started to do some research. And you know sometimes you get that killer deal. Well I saw that killer deal so I was looking to buy not a brand new um, MacBook Pro but something that was powerful enough to easily handle any photo editing on the fly and if necessary some video editing. So it needed to be high spec Um, and really that kind of ruled out the 13 inch um, MacBook Pros so I was looking at the 15 inches. So yeah so I looked at the pricing, got an idea of the ballpark price from the Apple refurbs and don't get me wrong; these are a very good way of buying Mac, Apple Macs um, and indeed other Apple devices, because they do a full um, refurb. They replace anything that's damaged, um, and you pretty much get a new product, um, discounted, because obviously it's it's uh, it's been refurbished. It is second hand, but Apple have put their full sort of seal of approval all over it, and they give you a full year's warranty. So I was looking at all the options and and with each um, Apple reseller that I saw online um, because sorry just going back with the Apple refurbs you can only buy what they've got in stock at, at any given time and that chops and changes almost daily. So you can't always guarantee that you're going to have what you want and and actually at the sort of price point I was looking they were throwing up 2015 models and that was a bit too old for me. So I looked at these resellers, um, saw a few that looked good and I thought, are they too good to be true or are they just, they might be okay and then you start doing reviews of them and there have been some sort of iffy reviews here and there and I went on to eBay and something struck me on there was that there was a company, that sold a number of machines, not not just even Macs but um, there was one in particular that had the Apple Care still in place because the machine was only four or five months old. But the spec was superb, 2.9 gig processor, 512 SSD, um, graphics card with the highest amount of RAM on it, Um, and it was just a a great spec machine, 2017 model, space grey, not a touch on it. Um, And it was an easy decision to make to pull the trigger on that, so I've now got that machine, I absolutely love it, Um, it's all now set up how I want it, and... um, it's it's kind of good to go out in the field um of course it's retina display so you you know when you're looking at um shots on there it will uh, it provides what you want it to provide and i think in a tethered situation it will be great so buying a tethering cable that i need to do probably from wex when i go back to work um i'll have all that i need to plus that um software that i mentioned um so so that was good and And then I was kind of thinking about lighting. So I posted on the forum about uh, some of the issues I'd had. I was using my speed lights. So Nikon SB910, Nikon SB700 with um, triggers from my Godox. So I've got the Godox trigger on the camera and sorry, receivers um, for both speed lights. And it was okay, but battery hungry and occasional misfires. Um, And I mean, it wasn't the end of the world. Some of it could have been my patience. Um, and then I started looking at the Godox. Uh, well, actually, it was suggested to me by one really helpful guy on the Talk, Talk Photography Forum, the Godox AD200s, and he, he called them the Swiss Army knife of lights. And these are incredible things, really. Form factor just slightly bigger than a speed light when opened out fully, um, but three times more powerful. So a lot of people use these as outside lights for sort of model assignments or outside headshots, portraits. Um, and they were doing a special deal if you buy the two lights plus a combined head so you can actually run the two lights together to give you double the power should you need to. Um, and I pulled the trigger on that. So um, it'll be interesting when the credit card bill comes in soon. And uh, I haven't used them in anger yet, but they really, really look good. Um, and I think uh, the other one of the great features of them is that they run off uh, lithium-ion batteries. And uh, I won't have to just take my loads of rechargeables and have them recharging during the day um these apparently are good for 500 uh full power pops as we call it in the trade or flashes um i don't believe i'll be running them at full power possibly half possibly less and um even so in the lunch break on the shoots uh, the headshot shoots i'll just charge up and top up the batteries and I think that would give me plenty that I need. Um, but a couple of cheap modifiers as well. Might just try some different things, which um, I'll test out on Sue at home first. So, yeah, Godox AD200s, big thumbs up. Um, and one of the other purchases I made, or the other purchase I made, uh, was a Nikon 24-120 to zoom lens. So it's an F4 lens. So most of my pro lenses are F2.8, but... Um, When I went to Matt and Jay's wedding I had three primes so I took a 20mm, a 50mm, 50-50 and an 85mm portrait lens and it was a bit of a pain in the neck just changing them even though I didn't really do that much photography in that session and I noticed that Andy Roberts, the photographer they had, so formerly Crystal Palace official photographer, um, he used the 24-120 plus some others, he had some other bodies and setups but I use that quite a bit at the beginning, and it's um, it's a good it's a good option, actually. Alessia, on my um, uh, Italian lady on my uh, Instagram um, follower list, who took a course that I went to back in May, um, she she used that quite a lot um, for things like her stills of um, you know sort of West End type shows that she would use for promotional posters. So she used it as a working pro. She used it occasionally for headshots and stuff. And um, I felt that was good enough for me. And I used it at a home party we hosted for Sue's mum's 80th the other week, where, where I spent most of the time sitting down. Um, and I was really pleased with the results. So my plan, if we were going to go away, and obviously when we go away next time to maybe one of our short trips, I'm just going to take the one lens and it will be the 24-120. to 120. So travel light, got the GoPro. Um, don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I bought a gimbal for the iPhone, this uh, is a DJI Osmo Mobile 2 gimbal. Um, done a bit of testing at home, but um, it's a really good product. And I bought it because it was a uh, refurb, manufacturer refurb. So it was about 40 pounds off of the recommended price. Um, so I bought quite a bit of gear. Uh, but um, that's one of the downsides of being sick. So all those things that you think, oh, perhaps I could do one of those, and perhaps I could do one of those. It's uh, It cost me a packet. That said, um, some of that was going to go on a holiday, so uh, it kind of swings and roundabouts. Um, So I'm looking forward to using that more, that lens, because I think it's a a really nice option. I've I've just used it in flash at the moment indoors. Um, And to be honest, I've not felt, and that sounds weird, but not felt that I've had the confidence to go out on any great walk. Um, And that worried me to start with, because I was thinking, oh my God, my photography career hasn't even started yet and it could be over but um that's some of the stupid things you go through if you're surrounded by four walls and under the influence of painkillers and because that bone has now been thrown and i've picked it up and i'm starting to see slow sight slow recovery green shoots of recovery um i feel that uh i've I've got a slightly better attitude and actually the physio when she called me yesterday said that's part of it having that positive attitude towards it can mean a, a lot in terms of recovery um and apologies to anyone who's suffered this kind of thing in the past, because as I say, I'm I'm normally a quick healer. I just I have these things and then just deal with them. Um this is almost like a major episode in my life and uh and I, I'm I, I'm I'm not looking to have any 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 of these any other time soon. Um what was interesting, and Sue's challenged this a bit, but um I spoke with her about, you know, so when I've come out the other side of this, sorry, I just went away from the mic. Um, when I come out the other side of this and, um, you know, I'm kind of back on track, albeit with maybe some niggles here and there, um, what is the best thing to do to manage the situation going forward and ideally to be in a prevention situation? And she said, well, actually, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you need to strengthen your core. And She said, that's not necessarily the case. Um, it's all about muscles being moved and used. So, if that means i think that what she said was if you can find an exercise regime that you enjoy doing and you know therefore that you can do it regularly then that's the thing for you to do and that's the thing that will be the best thing that you can do um sue and i participated in a 30-day yoga program earlier on in the year about may time april may time it was really really good um, but we kind of dropped that a bit, and and this um, is a YouTube uh, program, Adrienne from Austin, Texas, and she does do some yoga for lower back pain. I've actually brought some of that in to add to the exercises that the physio gave me. Um, Pilates, was mentioned as well, people say, yeah, Pilates, strengthen your core, and they said, yeah, okay, if, if that's what you want to do, but she said you can't really strengthen your core in such a way to prevent back pain. Um, something like 94% of us will have back pain at some point in our lives, so uh you know as long as we are mindful of of our back and don't you know go out of our way to to do anything ridiculously risky um it's just about you know keeping a general standard of back health that will help us so um so yeah that's that's uh that's been a real kind of jolt to me um i should have perhaps looked at how i could have prevented such an episode occurring in the first place i've been working myself hard that's what this journey is about and it was a massive bump in the road on this journey because I am running two jobs, a uh, full-time job and I've got this as my sideline or as a side hustle as they say in America, I think. Um, I feel that I do have some downtime when we just sit on the sofa and binge watch stuff and whatever but maybe that's still not enough and um, and the golf might have to take a backseat or even uh, put down the clubs for a, a, a serious amount of time. It certainly feels a complete waste of money having a golf club membership at the moment because I couldn't honestly say when I'm going to want or feel like playing again at the moment, Um, possibly October at the absolute earliest because I just don't want to take any chances again. In fact, I might even try it after I've done any possible major headshot shoots this year. Um, And if it comes back again, I'm going to be distraught, I have to say. So, um, but yeah, journeys can throw up different things and... Um we would have loved to have been in Grindelwald in Switzerland now, particularly as someone who we saw at the weekend said it's one of her favourite places to go in Switzerland. Thanks. Um it might have been ours, but we, we won't know now. So it it was a great shame. Um we were looking forward to doing another vlog. Um actually we we did publish our Vienna one eventually. Again, what do you do when you're homesick, you go on the computer and you do stuff that you've been putting off. So completed the edit, um over 50 views so far, and it's only been up just over a week, maybe 10 days now, so that was, that was nice. Um, higher rate of initial take-up than the Budapest one, which is uh, over 200 now. Nowhere near the travel vloggers that are all over YouTube, but um, we've had some good feedback, so people like it, so that's good, so we'll carry on doing our vlogs. And um, if our kind of late summer holiday of 2018... Manifests itself as uh, a couple of days out here and there you know over the weekend or whatever we're still going to do a bit of logging and stuff because that's what we like doing so um i think that's where i will leave it for now uh i will put this online and send out some links etc etc hopefully it will show up uh, where you've got it subscribed um please let me have any comments uh, that you may have or any suggestions I did reach out to a guy um, Chris Ward who does various types of photography and picture framing and things and he might be up for an interview uh, session and bring on someone else who's a wedding photographer in his neck of the woods so that'd be nice so we'll get that scheduled at some point I'm sure. Um, in the meantime I think it's time to sign off about half an hour now which is much longer than recent episodes but Hopefully you've got a good insight to how my back pain has affected me and maybe some hints and tips that if you've not had such an episode, you might want to do some regular exercise, maybe from the comfort of your home, stick on YouTube, Google some yoga or Pilates and um, you'll find it's actually quite an easy thing to do when it's just in your house. But probably buy a mat as well, I'd suggest. Um, So uh, if you wanted to see some of the results from the headshot shoot, uh, I've been them on instagram from time to time and onto my website so i think the fullest portfolio is probably on my website uh www.philswallow.com uh, phil swallow photo pho2 on twitter phil swallow photo instagram and facebook.com phil swallow photo and i will leave it there and i won't leave it as long next time probably hopefully and hopefully when i do have my next podcast. I'll be free of back pain and knee pain and a cold. Thanks all. Bye.